Hey, listeners, welcome back to the Uncommon Leader Podcast. I'm your host, John Gallagher, and I've got another great conversation to share with you from a leader I've worked with before, and I believe you're going to appreciate this leader's journey. Scotty Pennington is the Vice President of Operations at Metal Source in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Scotty's a leader that, like many of us, has seen his share of ups and downs in his career, both professionally and personally. I truly appreciate how Scotty shares openly about his battles with pride, the impact that his wife, his family, other mentors, and his faith has had on his journey, and a lot of other great stuff. You're going to get a ton out of this interview. Let's get started. Scotty Pennington, it's so exciting to get a chance to catch up with you after so many years. Happy to have you on the Uncommon Leader Podcast. I truly appreciate it. How are you? I'm great, John. Thanks. This is fantastic. I've really been looking forward to talking with you. Well, I'm looking forward to the conversation as well. I know we've had a few minutes before we get going to talk about some of the things, and I just want to squeeze them in here. So let me get going right off the bat. The question I always ask my first-time guests is the same, so I'm going to ask you, tell me a story from your youth or when you were younger that still impacts who you are as a leader today. Well, for me, I this is more of a, of a person or an influence, if that's okay. Um, my high school wrestling coach, and and Usually, John, I'll say this, you know, I'm kind of this big intimidating looking guy, I guess, but this usually ends up choking me up. So I think I can get through it. So this guy, um, my wrestling coach, he, he started working with me in junior high. And, and there's so many things that Coach Campbell taught me through, throughout my junior high and high school times. First, a, a love of wrestling is one thing. This year was my 18th year in a row coaching wrestling. And, and I, can say that's such a huge part of my life, and I, I wouldn't have taken that leap if it wasn't for for his influence. Leadership in general, I mean, this, he would never yell, certainly never curse, man of faith, but if he looked sternly at us or had that look on his face that he might be disappointed, it would destroy me. It, and, and that just shows, the you know, the level of respect that I had uh, you know, and still continue to have for the, him to this day. He he got me to love education and, and love working with kids and working with people and, and teaching. For a good amount of time, I, I thought my career path was going to be in teaching. And I still think that when I grow up, I may teach, um, you know, as a professional. But the the lasting impressions, you know, it John Maxwell, the, the last law of the 21 Irrefutable Laws is a law legacy. And so this this guy's Coach Campbell since retired from wrestling, uh, he's in the Hall of Fame in Indiana, and and still to this day when people see him or talk to him, they just hover around him. We, we've gotten pictures before of people that coach around the, Indiana because of his leadership, uh, and it's it's multiple. I mean, we've had as many as a couple of dozen in a picture with him, you know, of people that he coached and influenced that are now coaching people. Uh, and I'll never forget the first time he came up to watch a practice that I was coaching. John, I got so nervous because he was in the room. I just look up to this man so much, and, and I'm so excited to say that I'm married to his daughter. Okay, okay. And so I, and so I, get, okay. I get to see this guy, you know, on a regular basis, and I still – no matter where my career advances, I still talk to him about things like this and my career and leadership and, and what he would do with a certain wrestler or a certain athlete. His, his youngest current grandson in high school wrestled his last wrestling match this year. 
and he asked his grandpa, which is Coach Campbell, to sit beside me for his last match. And he came out and sat beside me, and I just started tearing up. I can't believe I'm sitting next to him coaching. I I could hardly speak. Mm. I could hardly coach my wrestler. I just wanted to listen to him. I wanted to hear what he had to say. And and so he's just been that kind of an influence on me. And I, I know I wouldn't be who I am today without him. Scotty, I think that's pretty powerful. No doubt about it. I appreciate you sharing that. And look at that. You got right through it. So and now, I did. we don't I mean, have it on video. So nobody will be able to see that tear that was rolling down your cheek, you know, and understanding that. But look to me, as I, as I talk about it in coaching now, uh, whether it's in life coaching or business coaching, you know, that's the, that's the epitome of the greatest story ever told. When you have someone in your life, basically, you use the word legacy, but ultimately that's going to write, you know, you're going to write his name down on the list when somebody says name three or four people that have had a positive impact on your life. And his name's going to be on that list for a long time. That's the greatest story ever told for him when his name will live on forever. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I guarantee it impacts who you are as a, as a leader today. And we'll get into that a little bit more. So, you know, you and I worked together for a couple of years back in the early 2000s. And that was a blessing yep. for me. And I appreciated the opportunity. And we were on a leadership development journey together as we went through that. And now it's been, I can't believe it's been this long already, but really 15, 16 years since we had a chance to, to work together. What's changed for you? Tell me about your journey. Tell me, tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life now and how you've changed as a leader and grown. Well, it's, it's definitely been, been fantastic since I, uh, ups and downs, you know, I, life has a funny way of, of sending you on a roller coaster sometimes, but you know, a, a few things that, that really kicked me off. And, and I know that when we worked together, we also worked with Mr. Cheney, Kim Cheney. I've heard, you know, him join your podcast and, uh, and, and you too. And, and I don't say this to Brown knows I have no reason to, you guys really from a leadership perspective did two very important things for me. And, and one was, you know, Kim Cheney introduced me to lean and, and that, has really solidified my career as far as a value add for Scotty. Um, and, and then with you is, is reading. So I was able, when I worked with you, to meet Dr. Maxwell at a, at a seminar at a high school in Fort Wayne. The subject was the 360 degree leader. And, and so, and then we went to a couple of tapings, you know, where we said, and, and so you had told me something 15 years ago that has stuck with me. And I've, I've used this phrase, you know, the only difference between you, Scotty today and you 10 years from now are the relationships that you've built in the books you've read. And, and you may have used some different word, but I, I think uh, I'm close. Aren't I? You're pretty close. Absolutely. No, I think it's almost spot on. I wish I could say that was my quote completely, but that's something I learned as well. So I think you're spot on. That's good memory for 15 years. But it's uh, and so, you know, I was Ted Hill for a number of years after we, you know, we stopped working together and, and those lessons really, you know, sent me on, on my way, if you will. So since then, uh, I've went on after we've talked last, I've gotten, you know, two additional degrees and I'm really, you know, proud of, you know, Division One Big Ten master's degree in MBA and no one that knew me at 20 years old would ever thought that would ever happen. So, uh, you know, but I. It was a business acumen decision for me. So I was already, interestingly enough, it's kind of a neat story. I, I was already a plant manager when I started that program. So I was, I wanted to do it all brick and mortar. And so I did every bit of my MBA in the classroom while being a plant manager for kids at home coaching wrestling. And I did every bit of it in house or wow. in, in, in school. 
And so I wanted the business acumen. I was one of those strange students that started a degree program because I wanted to learn something. Mm. <laughs> so it, and so that's what I did. And, and that, that really has helped me. I, I wanted that additional finance acumen, the overall business acumen. And it did, it helped me tremendously as I've worked my way up now. And I, you know, last year, Last year was a tough year for me. Career-wise, if you've looked at my LinkedIn profile or looked at some of my things that have happened over the last year, and you know, I, I really had a lot of success at running five facilities or you know, 325 indirect and as many as 45 salary employees under my purview, you know, five plants, things like that. And you know, as a GM with commercial responsibility, I definitely was very fortunate in my career. But you know, my dad's a, a, a Southern hillbilly, and he he likes that phrase. You know, I he I think I got a little too big for my britches. You know, I love God that. has a <laughs> God has a funny way sometimes of uh, reminding us who's in charge. Hmm. And and I I really think uh, no I I know John I was going down a wrong path, and and I found myself one day not being a good husband, and and then I found myself another day unemployed. Hmm. And and really was a, a a deep a deep time for me and and I wondered what I'd been doing wrong or or and I had a friend uh, a friend asked me to come to a, a small group men's Bible study and so I I went to a couple of those and 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 then I started praying and and I rem- I'll never forget it last fall I was in a uh, an anytime fitness gym and I broke down crying and I asked I asked. Jesus to help me. Mm. And, and I said that in my life, the lesson in humility, uh, I needed it, John. I needed that lesson in humility. Sometimes God creates a storm in your life and, and it's not because he's trying to mess things up for you. He's trying to clear a path. And and, and he really cleared a path for me. And, and I, I got myself together and, and got myself on that right path and started praying and, and studying. And at first I thought, uh, you know, I was destined for a different path. But as I've learned over the past few months, you know, God's not going to tell me what to do for a living, but he wants me to do it right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and I really liked that a lot. And and so I, I was able to, you know, secure my next opportunity. Actually, we talk about a leap of faith. That statement actually means something to me. I, I had an opportunity, two different opportunities at the same time. One was for a vice president of operations and one was for a plant manager leading 30 people. And there was a, almost a six-figure difference in those two positions. Mm. And I prayed about it. My wife prayed about it. My wife came to me and said, this, this metal source gig, this plant manager at metal source, I think that's where you need to be. She's way smarter than me. And, and I, I, I prayed about it and took that advice and made that leap of faith to metal source, you know, regardless of that pay, regardless of whatever. And, and it was the best decision next to marrying her that I've ever made. And now six months later, as interestingly enough, I'm now vice president of operations. Wow. So I took that leap of faith. I made that decision, you know, to do the right thing. What I felt like I was, you know, being spoken to and, and now here I am. Scotty, I so appreciate you sharing that. And I'm so excited about that journey you've been on. I mean, clearly the listeners, as you, as you know, we talked about a little bit beforehand, you know, being a leader is not all roses and 
and uh, birthday cake kind of thing. There can be some challenges, both personally and professionally, as you go through it. And as leaders, you know, if we're not aware of the potential pitfalls that you can run into, where you say you're getting a little bit too big for your britches uh, kind of thing, it's very yeah. important for us to understand where that is. So let, let's let's talk about that a little bit from a from a suggestion and what you've learned standpoint within that. I mean, my guess is there are lead, listeners to this podcast who are going through similar things, maybe going through a very similar journey that you are right now with regards to how they feel about their work, about family and, and working too hard, whatever that means. You know, what what advice would you give them? What what one or two pointers would you give them uh, in terms of being aware of what's happening in that situation? Well, there's a couple different things, and one of the first one, a, a short phrase that that I I stole from LinkedIn. When when God blesses you with a new opportunity, don't raise your standard of living; raise your standard of giving. Mm. And, and that goes back to the. And again, I didn't. I did. That's not my quote. <laughs> uh, that goes back to uh, you know that humility, that lesson of humility, and, and you know always understand you know that that we have a purpose. And, and that God has blessed us with certain gifts for a reason. And those reasons aren't self-indulgence, you know. And, and so that was definitely the lesson and the things that I'm doing differently now than I did a year ago. But but the one thing that I like, you know, I, I do uh, career mentoring and I do, you know, definitely unprofessional coaching. I, I A lot of young people, whether it's kids that I've coached in high school or, or, or young people that I've promoted into a new supervisor, things like that. You know, I do coaching and mentoring sessions with them. And one, one of the things that I think that, that we need to spend more time working with our youth on is how to deal with this, the stresses of leadership. You know, leadership's tough, whether you're, uh, whether you're the assistant director of a daycare or you run, you know, you run an ice cream stand, whatever you do, leadership's tough. And, and you have to be able to deal with those stresses. And part of my story is early on in my life, I dealt with those stresses looking at the bottom of a bottle. Mm. And, and, and unfortunately, a lot of young people today go for that same tactic, you know, and it's, it's self-destruction. It really is. So one of the, the key points I hit on when I'm coaching a young business leader is you're 20 something now. And, and you're creating habits that are probably going to be with you throughout the whole course of your life. If, if a person starts drinking at a young age, chances are they're going to continue. If a person starts smoking cigarettes at 18, there's a pretty good chance they're going to smoke for more than six months. And so start healthy habits. So you've had a tough day at work. Instead of coming home and reaching for some kind of a bottle, go to the gym. Take off for a jog. I understand you like to jog, John. You like to exercise. You certainly would agree that that's a much better avenue than than hitting hitting the local bar. You know, those types of things. The power of prayer. Just anything that you can do to relieve that stress that will also add value to your life. The thing that you do to decompress, relax. It's kind of hard. It's silly to say sometimes, but that can also add value to your life also. Absolutely. I mean, not I, silly at all. You know, I'm in, I'm in my mid 40s and 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 I lift weights every single day. It's it's a, a habit for me. It's not will I or I wonder it's I do. And, and it sets my mind right. It gets my 
it gets my mood right. It, it you know, my psyche, if you will, uh, I feel good. I feel better than I felt at 21. And, and so the thing that I do to help me deal with the unhealthy stresses of life also makes me healthier. So it's, that's a big piece of advice. I, I want young listeners to understand, you know, start those, start those positive habits now, you know, do the right thing for your body, for your mind, for your marriage, you know, grab your wife when you get home. I've had a really tough, let's go for a walk. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that would agree. She's probably smarter than you also. And so you might want to include her in some of these things. Absolutely. They, they make us better. There's no doubt about it, Scotty. Boy, they, you had all kind of great stuff there in terms of advice. And let me just kind of, if I will, I'm going to summarize. I'm going to be unfair in summarizing these points. But, you know, the first thing you really talked about at that advice was, you know, don't, don't, you use the term, don't raise your standard of living, raise your standard of giving. So giving back. Look, mm-hmm. as a man of faith, and we both, both are, uh, there's only one perfect man in the world that we know yes, of. Sir. And he even said that he didn't come on this earth to be served, but to serve. And so as leaders, we're not there just to be served. So there's an awareness and a humility inside of that. As leaders, we're there to serve others. And when you can recognize that and give back, whether you're doing that with uh, young leaders who are coming up in organizations, I find that uh, a great opportunity for you to do there and giving back, or whether you're doing that with church and your time, or whether you're doing that with wrestling. And we'll get to that here in a little bit as well, how you coach uh, young kids as well and some of the similarities in, in leadership that giving back is very important. The second thing that you really talked about was you know, those habits, as you said, generate healthy habits, whatever that is for you, and try to recognize when those poor habits are there. And, you know, you mentioned you're a reader now, and one of the books I read in 2021 that was a powerful and really good at that it was the Atomic Habits, really good book to either read or listen to that talks about how you stack those good uh, over top of bad ones, even when you have that and then the last one, and again, as a man of faith, the power of prayer, and really the, just just being quiet and rest, but being in that space and, and what the power of prayer can be. I am curious because, you know, look, it's, it's not about being, to me, it's not about a religious podcast or being religious, but for you as who you are, and, you know, there's a difference in doing what you do as a leader as well and being. We talked about that in our lean journey also in terms of doing lean and, and being lean, but as, but as a man of faith, there's a B side of that as well. How does that manifest itself for you in your work environment and your leadership by your, you know, well, I think faith. Sure. It, it, the, the concept of integrity, you know, it, it, when there's so many, you know, whether it be a a meme on LinkedIn or, or short snippets of leadership, I think you'd be hard pressed to find any leadership instruction that doesn't have the word integrity in it at some point, you know, it, it, employees need to be able to know that they can count on their leader. They need to be able to know that they can trust their leader is going to be honest with them and things like that. And so that's where integrity comes in. And and for me, I didn't understand that at the level that I do now before, you know, becoming, you know, more of a man of faith And, and just, you know, I, your brother, you know, stole something that I was going to answer at the end of this for me. You know, I have a, I have a sign in my office that says integrity is everything. Do the right thing, even when no one's looking. Mm. And your brother, you know, stole my they idea. They already used that. that one? Yeah. Yep. Well, and so, you dig into another one. I'll, I'll let you use that one. We'll have a 1A and a 1B answer. Oh, I, I got another one. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, and so really it's, it's, it's shown up and, and, 
I, I've got people that that report to me now or that work with me now that I support. And, and you know, I've caught those people saying things to me like, man, I had I didn't realize until I started working with you that I have a, you know, a potty mouth, you know, <laughs> pardon the silly phrase. But mm -hmm. and and then I've sat down in disciplinary meetings with some of these people and they say, I've never heard anyone so calmly but yet passionately deal with an employee like you do but yet there's no swearing there's no raising voice there's no losing temper and i feel like that that's patience that i've not always had and i think mm -hmm. that you know that god really is helping me with that because i've been you know quicker early in my career to just fly off the handle and just start ripping and and then they would be bleep, 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 you know, if I tried to paraphrase some of that. So um, that's that's really helped me a lot. And and people do view me as someone that's going to be honest, as someone that's got their back. And, and, I, and I think if you, you know, ask people behind closed doors that those are some of the things they would say. And, and being a man of faith, I think, has really solidified that for me. Amen. I appreciate you. I appreciate sharing that and living that out, Scotty. Very important as we go forward as leaders. Uh, that we do have integrity. And again, regardless of, of your faith and how that works, but when it shapes you and you don't have a difference in terms of who you are inside of work and who you are outside of work, that's character, that's integrity, that's powerful. And I'm sure that those who uh, work with you on a regular basis see that. Scotty, I got I got one more question before we dive into okay. that last one and you've, and you've uh, already prepared for, but I am curious because you touched on this. So you've, you've already talked about, obviously you lead a large group in your employment. You're a mentor to young leaders who are coming up from a business standpoint and from a leadership standpoint, but you also have this group that you're a wrestling coach to as well, and you've been doing that for 18 years, and that's uh, kindergarten through fifth grade you were telling me about on an AAU wrestling team plus some other assistant coaching that you do. But tell me this, again, share a fun story with me about what that is from a leadership standpoint, but also you know, what differences and what similarities you see in coaching kindergarten through fifth graders and, frankly, coaching and leading uh, adults in the metal source the way you do as well. It, it is really incredible how similar, you know, coaching, whether it be a, a five-year-old or an 18-year-old, how similar that is, in my opinion, to leading people in a workplace. I mean, there's always different nuances and people could be devil's advocate all day long, but, but some of the similarities, you know, when you're, when you're coaching kids, you've got to figure out what makes each one tick and how to motivate them. Same thing in a workplace. But but man, I tell you those. Uh, yes, I'm the assistant head coach at a high school for varsity wrestling. But and I love that. I always have. But those little guys, I'm telling you to see a, a five year old kid that weighs 38 pounds in a wrestling singlet. My goal at the end of the tournament is did little Johnny not run from his opponent and go and sit in bleachers with mom during the match? During the match, yeah, just getting through that, absolutely. Did I keep him in the circle during the match, you know? And, and so, man, John, talk about patience. Talk about mm. patience. So funny story, every year, I guess the last three years, my oldest son, he's now 22. He's my assistant coach for the club. And uh, and and every year I just, I get this ornery, a couple of five-year-olds, you know, that that, man, I can't keep their attention for two or three minutes. And my son, Zach, he gets those kids. Mm. And, and I, Zach, those two are yours for about the next 30 minutes. And he knows I've got a phrase for that now. I call that birth control. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So Zach spends an hour with those two kids. 
he is not interested that I night. Love that. I usually don't <laughs> laugh that loud on a podcast, but that is funny. That's what I have a new new saying for that. That is great. I appreciate you sharing that. I'm sure your son will appreciate yeah. that as well, as I'm sure yeah, he'll hey, listen to this podcast too. Hey, let me ask you. Let me ask you the big question. Then you already got yep. the answer because we're coming up on our time, and I surely appreciate the time that you invested with me and with the listeners today. But I'm giving you a billboard wherever you want to put it. But millions of people a day are going to see it. What do you put on the billboard, and why do you put it on there? Well, yeah, like I said, you'll have to tell Michael that that he used mine. But uh, for me, really, I, I think it's you know one of the most used. Bible verses that we currently have, Philippians 4.13. I, I think I would simply write on the board, I can do all things with Christ who strengthens me. You know, the last year or so of my life since I have accepted him, I, I can't think of any moment in time in my life that's been better than it is right now, whether it be with my relationship with my wife, my, my job, you know, the way I show up for my kids. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a grandpa now, so I've got a 10 week old grandson and, and, you know, obviously, you know, for those listeners who have, who have experienced that, obviously that's, that's quite a joy. And, and, and so when I, when I really accepted Jesus in my life, it, it has changed everything about me. And I've, I've dreamed for 25 years to have a position of influence like I have now a VP of operations, you know, I'm over six different facilities and, and just, just blessed beyond recognition. And, and I wouldn't be here today. I think if I didn't make that leap of faith, I think that's what I'd put on there, John. Scotty, I think that's a great finish. And I, and I think that's a tremendous mantra and I appreciate the intentionality that you have uh, and bringing that to fruition in, in your life and the lives of others. So, and I appreciate you sharing again with our listeners today, if they wanted to stay in touch with you and learn more about you, where would they contact you the easiest or get in, get in touch with you or see you the easiest? Uh, I think the best way is LinkedIn, probably in the messaging. You know, I, I'd love my the profile and, you know, I love getting on there and, and the, the motivational messages on there. And I definitely would answer if somebody wanted to reach out. I'd be happy if, if someone reached out. I think that'd be easier than rattling off, you know, email addresses and things like that. But someone reached out, I'd definitely, you know, have phone conversations, definitely willing to take a phone call, an email, and, and even have a one-on-one conversation. You know, if there's a young person out there that, you know, that wants to just talk to an old bullheaded coach, you know, how do I get where you are? Uh, Scotty, that's great. I'll put a link in the show notes to your LinkedIn profile and it is a good, good profile. And I do appreciate what you share on there as well with regards to some of those leadership quotes and things like that, that you're following. So Scotty, again, thank you for the time that you invested today. I know the listeners are going to find value in it and you be well, brother, and keep going. Okay. Thank you, sir. Good talking to you. Hey, listeners, I sure hope you enjoyed that interview with Scotty. Here are just a couple of my takeaways from this conversation. Number one, at some point in the journey to Uncommon, we will have to learn as leaders to give more than we get. Number two, start healthy habits at a young age. It really does get tougher as you get older. Number three, Scotty's definition of integrity was pretty cool. Do the right thing even when no one is looking. Number four, As leaders, we are there to serve others, not to be served. And number five, use the gifts that you've been given to help others. Those are just a few of the takeaways, and I know that if I get a chance to chat with Scotty again, that'd be so much more. His stories about coaching and wrestling uh, were a lot of fun, both the young age group and the high school kids, and the mentor that he had that was a great wrestling coach as well. 
Thanks again for listening to the podcast. If you're not already a subscriber, I encourage you to visit UncommonLeaderPodcast.com to sign up now on your preferred platform. You can also catch up on all great past episodes. If you enjoyed the podcast, I encourage you to share it with a friend. Or you could even drop us a five-star rating with a sentence or two about what you liked. It helps to get this into the hands of other uncommon leaders. Until next time, go and grow champions.